Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Pleasure to have you with me. Uh, you know, in the field of exit planning for business owners, the original organization focused on this topic is a company called BEI. And for the last 25 or 30 years, BEI has trained professional advisors to do comprehensive and customized planning for business clients and then equipping those advisors with software and tools to manage each client's exit planning journey. And today I'm joined by president of of BEI, Elizabeth Mower. Elizabeth leads BEI in fulfilling its mission to help business owners benefit from their life's work. And she's joining us today to talk about what she sees happening right now in terms of owners of closely held businesses creating plans for the future. Elizabeth spent the first phase of her career working directly with business clients, but for the last 15 years or so, she's been dedicated to helping advisors deliver better outcomes to their clients. So nobody has a, a better a thumb on the pulse of what's going on in the world of exit planning than Elizabeth. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you, Bill. I'm so glad to be here. My pleasure to have you back. You've been on several times, and it's always interesting because, you know, w- when we talk to advisors, Elizabeth, I mean, they're they're kind of thinking about what's going on just with their several clients that they're working with. But you, on the other hand, are above all of that, looking looking at and seeing what's happening with a whole bunch of advisors and all of their clients, and so you're in a really good position to tell us what's happening in this field. So tell us what's been going on at BEI. How, how have things been going, and uh, what's the climate like for exit planning today? Uh, that's a good question, Bill. And I, I think that the best way to say it is that, you know, those who, the short answer is those who are inclined to plan, continue to plan no matter what's going on. And, uh, and so what we are seeing in the conversations that I'm having, and that's probably just in the last 10 days, I've probably had either one-on-one or a small group roundtable style conversations with, you know, probably 30 or 40 advisors who work extensively or exclusively with business clients and then they've all shared what's going on in their practices. So I've got I do have a pretty good sense of what's happening across North America and I've been very surprised that the answer has been there's a lot of planning going on and uh, and it is shifting though. So what we're seeing is more planning in specific areas that are uh, rising to the surface of, of more concern to business owners, people who own closely held businesses, family-owned businesses, are kind of shifting their priorities a little bit. And so it's nothing especially surprising or that, that can't be handled, but 
owners who you know, thought they were going to put their company on the market in a few years have maybe accelerated their process and want to go to market maybe sooner because they just don't want to mess with this and they don't know what the future will hold. Owners who uh, thought that they were going to um, transition ownership of their business to maybe employees, their management team, a co-owner have maybe changed their timeline or they've changed who they want to transition ownership of their business to for a variety of reasons. And then probably the other major area that I'm seeing a lot of movement in is that there's nothing like a good kind of disruption and emergency to cause people to really kind of revisit all of their emergency planning, their contingency planning, what in our space we might call continuity planning. That's like what is going to happen to my business, my employees, my family. If something happens to me, there are a lot of baby boomer business owners who, you know, are wondering, what if I get sick? What, you know, I'm not necessarily die. What if I'm out of commission for some length of time? Uh, have I done enough? to allow my business to survive. So those are the kinds of things that people doing planning or talking about and planning activity and volume is pretty consistent from even a year ago. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, uh, the BEI process, for those of you who might not be familiar with it, is for basically owners who are are going to exit, not tomorrow, but in the next many tomorrows, three to five years out maybe is optimum when, when I talk to someone, and I, I think that's probably what you hear too, Elizabeth, but the thing about it is, is that one of those steps is always be ready for anything that might happen to your to you as an owner or your key employees, anything bad that might happen along the way, always be ready for that. So the, this kind of, this COVID-19 kind of emphasizes that type of planning because now, of course, there's one more thing that can happen that that uh, nobody saw coming. The other thing about this that's interesting, I think, is um, unlike the Great Recession, um, where we we kind of, oh, the, the economy's going down, it's, it's going to be a while, we've gone through recessions before, this is a little weirder and different because it happens so quickly across the board, especially in certain types of industries. What would you say are the ways that this current situation for owners is the same as it was during the Great Recession, and in what ways are things different today? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. I would say, you know, as soon as the pandemic really got off the ground and came to the United States, I, not having any frame of reference, I was really braced for just repeating the experience we had in the Great Recession because I had no other, you know, I had no other benchmarks or anything to compare it to. So what I saw then uh, was uh, I think business owners shut down and kind of dug themselves into a little uh, containment field more so in the Great Recession than they are doing today. And they were more cautious. They were Uh, less likely to do anything. And so I did find that, you know, ability to plan for the future was really diminished during during the Great Recession. So to late 2008, 2009, all the way through 2010, it kind of had a long lag. It was, it was a big 
punch in the stomach. I, one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is that financing and banking was much more fragile during the recession than it is today. And so today there is access to capital. There is a huge sort of bucket of private equity money just looking for a home. And those private equity firms are, are essentially required to go and find businesses to put the money in, that, you know, pandemic regardless. So the financial systems are just completely different. That's one of the main differences. So I'm not seeing business owners today uh, dig themselves into sort of a bunker and say, let me know when this is over. Uh, so that's a difference. And one of the ways I see that maybe things are the same is that, you know, what we thought would be kind of this tsunami of baby boomer business owners, they're older, or and even then you can lump into that group sort of young business owners who have kind of a fast turnaround time. They have a fast kind of exit strategy. They want to build it and sell it as quickly as possible. We thought that all those people would create this giant sort of wall of people transitioning out of their businesses. And it's really been smushed down and kind of spread out over time. And, and people are not leaving at any particular age. They're leaving when their health or their other situations uh, call for it. And so I've still got tons and tons of business owners across the country who are still actively engaged in their business. But the thing that's the same as during the Great Recession is that there's a lot of them who are saying, I don't want to have to do this again. So, and I know you're hearing that too. People are just saying, I can do this. I can get through it. I will be okay, excluding certain industries that have really been quite hard hit. And, but, but I, I can't do it again. And so that's the same as the Great Recession. We really saw once that recession was over, a real uh, spike in business owners, closely held, family held businesses, trying to figure out what they wanted to do, be really thoughtful about it, but maybe put something in place so that when the next situation came up, they would be more prepared or they would already be gone. And those who didn't or those who were, who were too young to have that feeling 10 years ago are saying that now. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the, uh, uh, the some of the similarities I've seen is that, um, you know, we, we don't know how long the duration of these events is going to be. And I think with, with COVID, we were first like, well, you know, six, six you know, two weeks, uh, 60 days, uh, so we suited up for uh, a 5K run, <laughs> if you will, yes. and we'll be done. We'll be done. We'll be back to normal. Don't worry, we'll be back to normal. Well, now, um, if you're listening to this in the future, we're, we're now six months into COVID, um, and, and now it's more like a marathon. Well, how long is this going to last? We see people changing their their planning and their and they're adapting new habits as well with with uh, technology. Uh, so, so things are changing mightily. We don't know how long it, it will last. And um, the other, the other thing that I think is, uh, is is notable is that these baby boomers that were old in uh, 2008 are older now. They're 10 years older, and uh, a lot of the business groups out there, like Vistage Worldwide and other business groups, are are saying, "Hey, 
you got to watch out for the end of the decade. In 2029, there's going to be some severe financial problems. So it's going to put a lot of pressure on people that are business owners to do something during this decade. So maybe that tsunami is just going to be a, a, a bigger wave that, that uh, collapses faster. We'll see, I guess. It could be, you know, or it could be a slow burn. It's really hard to tell. And, uh, you know, what we can say overall is that those who plan come out better. So this is true, you know, in my, this is true in my, in my yard with my landscaping. It's true in my business with my staff and my employees. It's true with my clients in planning. Uh, and it's true, you know, in all of us trying to get to some kind of retirement, whatever we call that. So those who think about it in advance and do something in advance just tend to end up a little bit better off. And, uh, and so, you know, one thing that we've been seeing a lot of is, is maybe a pulling back from everybody trying to do everything. I've, it's another trend I've noticed in the last 10 years. It's just not possible anymore, right? Bill, things change so fast and people have been so busy that really broad sort of wide sweeping comprehensive everything but the kitchen sink projects are just really hard to get done right now and so those who can break them down put things into priorities uh, break them up into phases have been doing a little bit better and getting more done than those who have stuck to the sort of all or nothing kind of approach to doing anything. So I have seen that as also another kind of trend. And I, I don't know if you've seen the same thing in, in your work, but I've definitely seen a more kind of incremental, progressive approach to thinking about the future than I used to. Yeah, and I've seen the statistics, especially that BEI puts out, Elizabeth. And one of the big things is that um, a large, large percentage of business owners have talked about the fact that they want to exit their business someday with their family, not with their employees or their, their, uh, their suppliers, certainly, but with their, with their families. They've talked about, you know, I just I, maybe, maybe three to five years I'll get out of this thing, but they haven't really started the clock, and that puts them in an awkward situation because it's on their mind, but um, no one's helped them start the clock, and that's where BEI and its process and the advisors come in, is they actually can lay out a process, a roadmap, if you will, to help people get that are business owners to get from point A to point B. So uh, another question uh, for you is that uh, you know a lot of owners are, are more busy and they're stressed out, and if we assume that's true regardless of geography and industry, are you seeing any trends or bright spots that would help an owner take steps today that move them toward whatever it is they want that future to look like? Yeah, I would say there's probably a few. One is that, you know, sort of the, the field of exit planning or sort of the, the, dare I say, profession of exit planning is something that's pretty new. It's probably only 25 or 30 years old. And and it's really been developing and expanding. And there's been a lot of people kind of saying, okay, this is what I think it is. And this is what I think it is. Well, you've got a lot of business owners listening and they just really don't care. I don't think what, you know, CPAs and lawyers and business consultants think a definition is. I just don't see business owners being very concerned about that. What they, what business owners seem to kind of universally appreciate is progress, 
results, people being able to effectively present them with options so that they can make a decision. I mean, how many times a day does a, a, a successful business owner, even a not successful business owner, you know, be, get presented with a decision to make and then make it many times every day, seven days a week, really. So I've noticed that, that the, the professional services community has kind of backed off from being really sort of impressed with itself and saying, well, you know, we really know how to do this. This is our process and allowing business clients to kind of start thinking things through themselves. And I think it's a really, I think it's a really positive sign. I think there's a lot of business owners who are naturally DIY and they are naturally sort of con like to be in control. And so allowing a business owner to kind of get started is a really nice way for them to feel like they're managing their own process. And so I'm now seeing a lot of advisors, uh, you know, providing resources or guidance so that owners can kind of start their own process. That's typically in the areas of sort of, you know, thinking through your goals, thinking through what you want your financial situation to feel like. You might need a financial planner to help you develop, a, you know, a, a, a plan for yourself. But what do you want your financial situation or experience to be is something business owners can really think about and articulate. And what do they want to, how do they want to spend their time? And what do they want their future outcome for their employees to look like? So business owners have really sort of been now, I think, given permission to kind of take the lead on some of those kinds of things. And advisors have gotten a little bit less kind of bossy and controlling and said, okay, those are the things you've come up with. Let me help you do that. So I think a real kind of sort of more collaborative approach between advisors and business owners in the marketplace has been really good for everybody. So that's probably the main thing that I've seen that has, that has improved. And then, you know, the secondarily, I would say there's just a lot of very, very smart uh, professionals out there who have a lot of good ideas and a real interest in helping business owners create their own future instead of jamming a particular solution down their throat, which owners just, just really hate. So I think more customized, more outcome-driven work is going on today compared to 5, 10, and especially 15 or 20 years ago. And that's, I think that's a really positive trend, and it's, I think it's going to continue. It's, uh, you know, what's interesting about it is I think a lot of people, a lot of business owners go to an advisor, a particular advisor, pick one, and they say, you know, how do I get out of my business? And the, and the advisor might say, well, I'll, I'll come up with a strategy for you. Now, here's the, here's the real truth of this. The exit planning is not a, a strategy. It's a process. It's a project. And it's highly dependent on the owner's goals, right? That, like we always talk about, well, who do you want the, the, the business to go to? What's your timing? What do you need to get out of this? We need to be clear on that. And then it's a whole book full of strategies that need to be implemented by your advisors. And someone needs to put together that, that book, that, that, uh, that plan that everybody can work from, kind of like an architect would for a building. And then the CPA can act on the tax issues and the attorney can act on the legal issues The financial planners and others can act in their specific areas. So it's orchestrating this 
whole process. And BEI has a massive amount of content for both business owners and advisors available free at BEI's website, which is clearly uh, put exitplanning.com. Um, so, uh, Elizabeth, tell us uh, what's in BEI's future. Uh, what do you think uh, is next for BEI? What What do you all, uh, after you're able to uh, uh, bring advisors back together, and everything's virtual this year, but uh, what's what are you looking at as the future of exit planning? I think so many things, Bill. I mean, we've got we've got uh, we've got 20 years. 25 years worth of worth of things to do. So so I hope that you'll stick with me while we do it. And they are uh, mostly in the area of sort of creative solutions to more efficiently get to outcomes. That's I realize that's pretty vague, but it sort of encompasses all the things that I see happening. And so you know as BEI releases you know, features and upgrades to our planning software that you other advisors use in order to in order to coordinate and accumulate the planning strategies for each individual business owner. There's more and more to put in it. There's more interesting and creative ways to um, to combine planning strategies to get a, an outcome that where really the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. So I could I could recommend that a that a client do x and y but if i bundle those together with z i get a much much better more positive more goals driven outcome and i just i see a constant um movement towards sort of sort of identifying and finding new combinations of ways to manage these different ideas in planning that really weren't being done before. People were really doing things, you know, in one of three or four or five ways, and that was kind of it. And so we've really come quite a long way. I had a long talk with somebody the other day, and this other, this advisor and I came up with an idea for, for his business client that both of us, neither of us, had ever heard of being really done before in this context was this sort of combination of things that we had done before and then what he was going to do was go and talk to other professionals on the team and say do you see any problems with this idea do you see any problems with this idea Mm -hmm. and that i think is going to that's the direction that we're going in is coming up with new creative ways to combine existing well-established non-controversial planning ideas and maybe get more bang for our buck out of those combinations yeah, the collaboration of what you've put together uh, is is really a key at the center of all of it. The collaboration of various advisors um, that basically um, can provide it, have provided input to BEI over the years to really uh, create a robust set of tools. Now, business owners can also ask their most trusted advisor for a plan that's powered by BEI's planning platform. And if you uh, want to find an advisor who's specially trained in exit planning, business owners, you can go to exitplanning.com and use the Find an Advisor tool under Resources. Or to get started in thinking about the future, business owners can take a look at BEI's most recent book, which is called Exit Planning, The Definitive Guide. You can go to exitplanning.com forward slash definitive guide or even to Amazon and get the book. It comes with online self-assessments and checklists that business owners can use to start to map out their futures. 
And if you're a professional advisor, uh, then BEI suggests that you go to exitplanning.com and follow the blog, listen to BEI's podcast, it's called Why We Plan, or learn more about BEI's tools and resources for advisors. And uh, as a final comment, Elizabeth, I can say that there are an emerging group of people that are calling themselves exit planners out there. And I think one of the key questions a business owner can ask an advisor is, can you show me a sample plan that you've done for someone else? Can you show me what the deliverable might look like? And, and that's where if it's been a BEI-based uh, plan, they'll see a, a well-organized, structured plan that involves all the advisors and their strategies, not just uh, the back of a cocktail napkin. So, Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, once again here on Exacoach Radio, and uh, really keep up the good work. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been tough times this year, but you're, you're rising to the occasion by talking with the advisors and figuring out what business owners need, and we really appreciate you. Well, it's been my pleasure, Bill. Thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.